Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson, with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you today. We bring you greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life, and we give honor to our leadership today, our Honorable Pastor Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church and Lady Paulette, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newson. We want to thank and praise God for what he's yet doing uh, for us and our family. And we want to thank God for all of you that have joined us today. Uh, we have a great uh, subject that we're going to talk about and continue uh, with as we talk about the law of the spirit. And we're going to talk about uh, this better promise and how the life and the spirit has set us free. So we're going to talk about quite a few things today. And so first thing we want to do um, so we want to address, uh, the need for prayer. Those of you that are out there, uh, with us today, and those of you that, uh, have family members, even yourself that may have a particular prayer, uh, request, uh, we want to pray for you and your family. So you can submit your request at this time. So we can definitely touch and agree with the people of God. So as we, um, are in, uh, some very uncharted times, uh, we do want to pray not only for uh, your family, but let us pray for someone else's family. OK, so let us do that. Um, remember our leaders in prayer, our leadership, my pastor, Bishop Murchison and Lady Paulette. And the entire uh, PPC organization and uh, our local church, let us pray for all of our members, said members of our assembly, that the Lord will touch their bodies and grant healing and send deliverance, especially those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost. Uh, remember uh, my sister in prayer, remember uh, Sister Luvenia, uh, please pray for uh, uh, Vicki Cartridge, who have uh, had a loss in her family. So let us pray for the Cartridge family, as well as Sister Newson and uh, her family and our family. Let us pray that the Lord of God will just uh, send peace and, and uh, just help them through this difficult time that uh, we're going through. And so let us do that. Uh, let us continue to pray for souls that God will bring in souls because it is harvest time. And we know the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And so we want to pray that the Lord uh, God of harvest will reap, uh, you know, souls into the kingdom of God. Let us continue to pray for all of our mothers, the aged saints, those that are sick, shut in, confined to their homes and their spaces. And saints, let us pray for those behind prison walls. Uh, you never know. Um, some people um, go through life and go through different challenges. And so um, we just believe in God that whatever um, mistake, mishap, or thing that have happened, that they would uh, move for it once they are released uh, from um, the particular place that they're uh, in prison or being confined. And so we want to pray for those that God will give them peace and give them endurance to hold on to Christ even after that they're released uh, from the penal system. And so there's some people come out of the penal system and never go back. And so everybody is not, uh, you know, uh, set to do evil. So some people are corrected and they get out. So we want to pray for that because uh, everybody don't want to be 
confined. So we want to pray for those um, and let us pray for uh, all the young people uh, in our said churches as well as in our community. Uh, Let us pray for them that God will continue to touch and uh, draw young people not only into uh, the church, but draw young people in that they'll be able to uh, start launching out and working for the Lord. We need we need youthful um, people uh, to work in ministry. We need youthful people that we can train, uh, we can teach, trust, and train, and let them go to work. Praise God. Hmm? And I know um, these are things that we're asking you to touch and agree with us on, and pray for. You know, uh, some things, you know, uh, come by fasting and prayer, and so. We have to pray for the need of the body of Christ. And so we have not because we ask not. And, you know, sometimes we can um, uh, be selfish and centered in our prayer. But our prayer is that the kingdom of God would be enriched with uh, useful people that will um, help the body of Christ and continue to propel us forward as we face challenging times. All right. And so please let us pray for those particular things. Uh, remember, Lady Paulette and, uh, as I said, Bishop Murchison, our presider, assistant presider, and their wives, uh, that God will continue to touch them and our entire executive council board of bishops. Let us pray for them, as well as the bishop-elects and their wives and their particular said churches that they're in. And let us pray one for another in Jesus' name. So we can go before his throne. Remember, Sister Jackie, in prayer, uh, Jackie Prather, as well as, uh, uh, well as, uh, Bishop Prather, remember the Lee family in prayer, and uh, all of you uh, that have came on. Let us remember uh, Powerhouse of Deliverance, uh, uh, Pastor Williams, uh, and also uh, Pastor Dexter, Bishop Dexter. Let us pray for them and their said church that God will continue to richly bless them. And I'm glad, um, you know, we had a chance to fellowship with them this year, and we had a great time. Um, on their Founders Day um, and appreciation service. So it really was a great time. And Bishop really uh, just let God use him. And so we thank and praise God for all of these great things that God is doing. And so uh, we know it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. And so we want to go ahead and get into prayer. If you need prayer today, we're here to pray for you. Please contact us. The information is on the screen. Uh, We will pray for you. Submit your request. And we will pray for you and your families that God would also uh, reach out and touch you. And you would start start your relationship, start your journey with Jesus Christ. And it starts with repentance. And so that's what we're praying for, that God would touch you some kind of way, whether it be through the preach word over the pulpit, whether it be on YouTube, Facebook, any way you bless me, Lord. That's what we want to be. We want to have the mindset. I know the old church was just geared up, you know, a certain form and, you know, certain form. But, you know, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. So we want souls to come into the church by whatever means necessary. Any tool in the toolbox. If it, if it gets you into the house of God, that's our aim and our goal. And so that's what we're praying for. All right. And so let us believe the Lord. We're going to go before his throne briefly here and we're going to get into the word of the Lord. We talk about this um, better promise and we're going to talk about uh, 
the law of the spirit. And then we're going to get into some, we're going to go a little bit in depth. Uh, we lost audio or something on uh, Monday, but we're going to review some of the things we covered on Monday and we're going to propel forward with some more scriptures. We got tons of scripture here. So we got 66 books we can thumb through and give, uh, you what God has given us. So that's what we're going to aim to do today. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus, O Lord, we thank you once again, Heavenly Father, because you are God and besides you, there is no other God. We pray in the name of Jesus that, O God, you would honor the petition and request of your servant today. O God, we humbly, O God, submit, O God, and have surrendered our lives unto you that we might be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. We pray thy blessings, Lord, upon the people of God and those that will hear your word, God, that you would touch, move by your power and your anointing. Oh, God, permeate the atmosphere, God, that, oh, God, that souls will be lifted and encouraged and those that are oppressed and depressed, oh, God, will be set free. And oh, God, those, oh, God, hallelujah, glory to God, that are bound will be loosed. And, oh, God, every shackle will be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for it right now. And, God, we want to speak life to your people, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, Lord, you know the need. We ask you would direct us in the name of Jesus. And, oh, God, that you would, oh, God, give us what the people need. Direct us, God, and we will follow your lead. We thank you and we praise you for it. Now look on, oh God, Pastor, oh God, Bishop, oh God, Lady Paulette. Look on Pastor Williams, Dexter. Bless him, God. Bishop Dexter, bless him, God. In the name of Jesus, bless him, God. And oh God, all the people of God, even those, oh God, behind prison walls, help their minds, God, that when they go free, God, that they will walk in the liberty, oh God, that Christ has set them free. We pray now for all your many blessings, God, for souls to enter in and souls to come unto repentance. And, oh, God, that the backslider will come back to you, God. They will come running back in the name of Jesus because we know not the day nor the hour when you shall return. And we give thanks to your name and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it and we claim a great deliverance upon thy people. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I felt like um, we could have went a little bit farther in that prayer, and I feel uh, real good in my spirit uh, today, and we feel like we want to go a little bit farther in the word of the Lord. So we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about the law of the spirit, and we're going to talk about the four laws. We're going we're gonna to get into it today. Uh, there is four spiritual laws. We're gonna we're gonna probably be getting into that uh, early next week. We might touch one of them today, but we're gonna be getting into that uh, in the early part of next week because this series is gonna go until about the fifteenth of October. So we're gonna try to go as far as we can go on it today. All right. So let us go to our first scripture. Uh, we want to go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter three. We're gonna go to Second Corinthians uh, chapter three. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to read for you hearing today. We're going to start at uh, verse number um, uh, 1, and then we're going to read down to verse number 3. All right? 
Paul talks about uh, this better covenant. All right. And we only can receive this better covenant uh, through the blood of Christ and through the law of the spirit. Okay. And uh, this is why he told the boys it was needful that he go. We're just doing a brief review in St. John 14. He says it's needful that I go because if you don't go, the comforter will not come. But he says, uh, God was going to send the Holy Ghost hmm, through his name. And that's in St. John 14, 24 through 26 there. So he's going to send the Holy Ghost, which is a comforter. And it was going to lead and guide us in all truth. We can't worship without truth. Hmm? And so uh, the word is truth. And so we must have the water, the spirit to have truth. Because the word bear witness to all of these things that we're going to talk about today. But let's take a look. He says here, do we begin? He says, do we begin again to commend ourselves? That means Apostle Paul has had a discussion or a conversation with these same believers at some point prior. All glory be to God. Anytime you hear again, that means it's been said before. Okay, we don't want to get into no, uh, you know, opinion and theology on this. Just take the scripture for what scripture value is. Hmm? It's written, it says, do we again commend ourselves or need we, as some others, epistle of commendation to you or letter of commendation from you? And he says, you are epistles written in our hearts and known and read of all men for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. All glory be to God. Now, we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about these different laws, and we're going to go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 31. Let's go to Jeremiah 31. Let's go to Jeremiah 31 and 31. I wanted to get it uh, on Monday, but we uh, we kind of ran out of time. So we're going to go to uh, Jeremiah 31 and 31, and we're going to take, we're going to take some little time in Jeremiah 31 and 31 because we want to break it down, then we're going to jump over. Uh, to another prophet, Ezekiel. We're going to jump over there. But let's go to Jeremiah 31 and 31. Bear with me. All right. So we're going to look here. And uh, Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse number 31. He says here, um, <clears throat> as we read for you, he says, Behold, uh, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with the fathers. He says, in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of Egypt, out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant, they break. Now I talked about this before. Um, the Mosaic law was given. 
and uh, the, the people struggled, uh, and they continued to struggle with it uh, because it could never uh, perfect them in the way that God intended because they were too weak to keep it. All right? So we're just going to go there. They were too weak to hold on. God always kept his end of the bargain, and the people always dropped theirs. Hmm? And we can kind of see that same semblance today in the church. God holds his covenant. And even us with the spirit, if we don't follow the spirit, we err and we end up breaking covenant with God. All right. I'm just, just stay with me. Stay with me. I'm trying to get somewhere. Just stay with me, please. And he says here, I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Uh, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them. Glory. Oh, glory to God. He was a he was a husband unto them. And he says here, said the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. Look at this. This is why David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. God said he was going to put his law in the inward part. Oh, glory be to God. We have a, a far more better, greater covenant. Oh, glory be to God than what was given. And you know what? If the first was sufficient, there wouldn't be no need for a second covenant. Glory. Thank you, Lord. And I'm encouraged today to let you know you need to have all glory be to God, the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the water baptism in Jesus name. All glory to God. And you need the Holy Ghost to go with it. Praise God. Look at this. I'm going to go a little bit farther. I will put my laws in the inward part and I will write them in their hearts. And he says, and will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them said the lord for i will forgive their iniquity hmm? and i will remember their sins no more all oh, glory be to God. God always wanted to reestablish and reconnect with humanity. Not only Israel, I know this letter here or this particular scripture here refers to Israel and Judah, but in a holistic way, God's holistic viewpoint for humanity was to reconnect and reconcile the relationship that was destroyed through Adam's disobedience in the garden. All right. So let's take a look here. God wanted to put something, inscribe his law upon their hearts. Where he put them on the Ten Commandments, he put them on the stones in the Ten Commandments. But he wanted to write it in their hearts and not with all oh, glory be to God. He didn't want to do it with ink. Hmm? But he was going to do it in the spirit. We're going to get there. We, we, we just slow rolling. He was going to do it in the spirit. And this is why it's so important for us to have the Holy Ghost because he says, uh, let me go back to St. John 14. I got to go back there. I'm sorry, we, we're all over the place. But but for this to make sense to those of you that didn't watch 
uh, the broadcast on Monday. I got to go back uh, to John 14. Let me go back to John 14 so you can see something here. It's very important, you know, that God put his law in the inside. Hmm? It was on the stone. They could read it. They could recite it. They could remember it. But they still did not obey it. All right. So let's take a look at St. John uh, 14. And he says here uh, in St. John 14 and 23. And he says here, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. All right. Take a look at this. In the Old Testament, they had problems. But he says here, if we truly love him, we will keep, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and we will come under him and make our abode with him. Oh, glory be to God. You need the Holy Ghost. Glory. Hmm? If God is not abiding there, Oh, glory be to God. You like an empty can just making noise. Look at this. And he says there, he that love me and keep not my sayings. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. He that loveth me not, rather, and keep not my sayings. So either we love him or we don't love him. And you know what displays if we love him or not? If we're going to be... Uh, like the first Adam, if we're going to be disobedient, hmm, it's going to display what we really love. Look at this. Either he says, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the father which sent me. He said, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, all oh, glory be to God, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You have the Holy Ghost on the inside. Hmm? There's no way you could forget God's law with the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, with the spirit of truth abiding on the inside. This is why this is, this is far more superior, better covenant, because God has put something within us. All glory be to God. Hmm? Hebrews says in Hebrews 2, he says, I give the most earnest heed. We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. All glory be to God. You didn't let it slip. He said, because if the word was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience receive the just recompense of reward, how shall we escape glory if we neglect so great a salvation? Oh, glory be to God. I would neglect what God has put in us. Look at this. And he says here, he lets us know it's going to bring it back to your remembrance, what he has said. Hmm? And he says, peace I leave with you, and I get, he says, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. And he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
Hmm? When we have the Holy Ghost, we have the comforter. Hmm? We have the comfort and the assurance that comes from God. All glory be to God and puts his spirit and embeds his spirit within us to govern us, to regulate us. All glory be to God to lead and to guide. The Holy Ghost is more than uh, we use it as a tool to shout, but it ought to be guiding and leading. All glory be to God. The spiritual vessels and oracles of God. Praise God. Glory. Hmm? All glory be to God. God, the grace of God will never lead you. Huh? The, the, the spirit of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? So if you wind up in a place, oh, listen to me, my friend. If you wind up in a place that you shouldn't be in, oh, glory be to God. I can tell you, and I got scripture to bear, bear it out, that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error, God will not lead you in, into, a, into a sinful situation. Hmm? And some people, oh, oh, glory to God. Some people want to make an excuse hmm? for all the foolishness that they want to do. Hmm? But I want to let you know, we have a better covenant. We have a better promise. And God keeps his end. Look at this. I'm going back to Jeremiah 31 and 31. I'm going back to, uh, I'm at 33. He says, I'm in Jeremiah 31 and 33. He says, but this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. He says here, uh, after those days, uh, he says, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write them in their hearts. God said he was going to write them in their hearts. That's in the inward part. Think about it. The word should be embedded within the believer. This is what this better covenant is about. You know, we're not just studying scripture and reading scripture just to have knowledge. But this word ought to uh, increase your spiritual understanding and help you grow spiritually and stronger hmm? that it may be able to govern you in the things that pertain to life and godliness. Hmm? And that law ought to always, all glory be to God, quicken you hmm? through the Holy Spirit. It ought to quicken you. Hmm? And it ought to remind you of all the things that God has said concerning truth. Look what happens. The old covenant was broken by the people. Huh? The old covenant broken by the people would be replaced with a new covenant. Hmm? It was replaced with a new covenant. Why? Uh, because the foundation of this new covenant would now be Christ. This is why Jesus asked the boys, who do men say that I am? He said, one say, you're Elijah. One said, you're Jeremiah. One said, you wanted a prophet. Huh? But he said, who do 
you say I am. And Peter had to tap into something hmm? that flesh couldn't get without the Holy Spirit or without revelation that comes from God. And Jesus picked up on it right away when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Glory. Hmm? God had gave Peter something, enlightenment about this better covenant. Huh? He said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, Peter, but my father, which is in heaven. This is what he was saying in John 14 there. The comforter was going to open, going to do this rep revealing and the leading and the guiding and opening up one's understanding. And this is why we got people, all glory be to God, sitting up in somebody's church. Praise God. Hmm? But understanding is still darkened hmm? because they are trying to figure out why do I need the Holy Ghost? Hmm? You need the Holy Ghost, all glory be to God. Hmm? Not only to have the better covenant and have revelation and have understanding of God's word and have the new life, but you need the Holy Ghost to get out of here. All oh, glory be to God. Let me get out of here. You're not going nowhere because this body is going to have to be changed. Huh? And so we need the Spirit of God to be alive in us. Because God is coming back for what he put in us. Look at this. I got to get out of here. I want to show y'all something. Um, he inscribed uh, the law on the individual heart instead of the stone. Because there was going to be a day in the Old Testament here, Jeremiah was looking at, there was going to be a day that God was going to establish the new covenant. Hmm? And look. He established it, and this was going to be a permanent, personal relationship with God. All oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no more information passed indirectly. Oh, I know, I, I know, I may be going into some deep theology here. There was no indirect information being passed from all oh, glory be to God, from the priest or from man to another man. But God was going to do this himself. And this is why you, this is why Jesus left it up to himself to give you the Holy Ghost. Because if it has to come through a third party or a second party, they may be biased. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. They may have some problems. <laughs> oh, glory. Let me get out of here. But this is why you got to get on that altar and seek God and talk to God for yourself. Glory. He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost while I'm yet talking to you. All oh, glory be to God about the word right now. Huh? The Bible said when, when Paul and when Peter laid hands on the people, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because God was going to do this himself. Peter couldn't do it. Paul couldn't do it. But there was something about God affirming his word through someone having faith. And this is why it's important that you got to believe hmm, that this is the better covenant. Hmm? This is through faith. Look at this. The law of the spirit. We're going to get into uh, a couple other things. I want to go to, um, uh, I did 2 Corinthians 1 and 3, uh, one and, uh, 3 and 1 through 3. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. 
let's go to Deuteronomy chapter four. I want to give you some more Old Testament scripture. Uh, that's in the uh, Pentateuch here. We're going to go to uh, Deuteronomy. So we're going to get that chapter four and verse number. Let's go to Deuteronomy uh, four and 12. I'm going to get that real quick for you. That's something we need to uh, pull from right there. Deuteronomy four, four and uh, 12. Let's go there. Stay with me. We're going to get out of here now. I want you to see something. Deuteronomy 4 and 12. All right. All right. And he says here in Deuteronomy 4 and 12, he says here, uh, let's take a look at it. He says, and the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. And you heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude. Only you heard a voice and declared unto you his covenant. This is, this is what happened to Moses here, which commanded you to perform even 10 commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. And the Lord commanded me uh, that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might do them in the land, whether you go over to possess. Now, look at this. I, I, I thought this was vital to get this. Notice that God himself gives his law before they take possession of the promise. Notice in the church, you need the Holy Ghost before you get into heaven. Oh, oh let me get out of here. I know I'm messing up. Oh, glory be to God. I know I'm worked up now. Hmm? I'm getting worked up now. You need the Holy Ghost before you leave this earth. All glory be to God, because God said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be there also. You not going to heaven anyhow. Oh, I know I'm, I'm messing up. All glory be to God. We have a better covenant. This is why you need the Holy Ghost. Look at this. I know I'm, I know I'm messing up real bad, but look at this. He prepares the people before they go into all uh, Canaan or go into the promised land, the land of promise. He gives them a law. All glory be to God through Moses. He, he cuts, ten, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments, gives them two tables of stone, gives it to Moses, and then he command Moses to give the statute to the people. Look at this. Give the law to the people. Look at this. And he says, teach you statutes and judgments that you might do them in the land, whether you go over to possess it. Hmm? This is powerful. This is very important that we look at these points. Now, look, I'm going somewhere else. Let's go to, um, I want to go to uh, Luke 22 and 20. Let's go to Luke 22 and 20. I just want to get something else, and then we're going to Hebrews. Luke 22 and 20. We're all over the place here. Look, Luke 22 and 20. We're calling a lot of scriptures. Luke 22 and verse number, uh, we might go 18, but let's go to 20. Luke 22 and 20. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to, uh, yeah, I want to go to, uh, yeah, I need to go to, uh, verse number 17. Let's go to Luke 22 and 17. I want to show you something here. Let's take a look at this, this better covenant, Luke 22 and 17. There's two cups of wine. Notice in the 10 commandments, there were two tables of stone. I know I'm going a little bit uh, into this. 
in the, in the Old Testament, there were two tables of stone. In the New Testament, we see two cups of wine. All right? Let's read. He says here, and he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. Hmm? Notice in the Old Testament, Moses had to disperse the law. Hmm? He says, divide it among yourselves. For I shall say unto you, I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them. Saying, this is my body. Glory. I know we talk about this doing communion a lot, but I'm going to work with this. Look, because this is important. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. And he says, this do in remembrance of me, likewise, also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament. Look at this here. He says, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. He says, but behold, the hand of him that betrayed me is with me on the table. And truly, verse number 22, that's what we want. Uh, he says, and truly the son of man goeth as it was determined, but warned to the man by whom he is betrayed. All right. So, so let's take a look here. Uh, the Lord commemorates the supper. He uh, uses the bread as his body and the wine as his blood. Look at this. And it uh, has to be uh, spiritually uh, presented to them. Uh, some people say it's symbolic, but it's a spiritual representation of of. of, of of God's uh, intent to remain unchanged until he comes back for the believer in the church. And so uh, this is considered a sacrifice. Oh, glory be to God. Let me get out of here. This is considered uh, a sacrifice that's being offered for us. Oh, glory be to God. Before he gives his body. Oh, I know. I'm I'm messing up now. Huh? This is this is to be a sacrifice that's being offered. Hmm? God is offering to his disciples his body. We, we God offered his body for us. Hmm? It's important that we understand that if there was no death, there was no there was no tester, then there was going to be no covenant. There's there's nothing left unless till a tester dies. Oh, glory be to God. Look at this. It's important that the tester dies because if the tester don't die, then the covenant can't be established. Look at this. Christ's death on the cross for our sins point to the coming of his kingdom and glory. Hmm? We can partake of it uh, if we show our appreciation for the work that was done by Christ on our behalf. Hmm? Let's take a look. It says here, and I want I want to get get another point here. 
the sacrifice the, the sacrificial system was inaugurated the agreement between God and man was sealed with the blood of animals we can see it in Exodus 24 and 8 hmm? the sacrificial system required priests to 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 uh offer uh a blood sacrifice all glory be to God I, I'm trying to let you know this is a better coming uh, the priest had to offer a blood sacrifice to atone for sin. Jesus had to give his body, all glory be to God, for our sins and shed his blood for our sins and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. All glory be to God. Huh? This is very important. And look, the animal blood did not itself remove sin because only God could remove sin. The, the animal blood only pacified. Glory! <laughs> Let me get out of here. I'm getting worked up now. The, the, the animal sacrifice only pacified, but it never could take care of the sin problem. Hmm? It appeased God. Glory! For the mighty God we serve. You ought to be glad for Jesus Christ. Glory! You ought to be glad that you have a Savior. Glory! Look at this. And it, he had to be offered for us. But with the animal sacrifice, it had to be repeated day after day, year after year. Oh, glory be to God. Huh? It was instituted as an agreement. Huh? But the New Testament or the new covenant between man and God under this new agreement, Jesus would die in the place of a sinner, of sinners. Glory. Huh? The Bible said why we were yet sinners. Glory. Christ died for us. We got a better covenant. We have a better promise. All glory be to God. Hmm? Look at this. Christ, Jesus would die in our place of sinners. Instead of us hanging there, being penalized for the sins, Jesus took on the sins of the whole world. Look at this. Unlike animal blood, uh, because he is God, he will truly remove sin and all that will put their faith in it. Look at this. It's very important. Uh, the prophets look forward to this new covenant. This is, this is what I want to talk about. The prophets look forward to it. Huh? Even John the Baptist. Now, I'm, I know I got to go now. I got to go. <laughs> Let me quit. Even John the Baptist, when he sees Jesus coming down the pathway and behold him a little bit far off, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. Glory. Hmm? He saw him as a lamb. Glory. Oh, he saw the sacrifice coming. Glory. Oh, glory be to God. He saw the better covenant getting ready to be installed, instituted. Glory. I'm so glad that I got a savior. All oh, glory be to God. And I don't have to have all oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Nobody offer nothing up for me now. Hmm? The Bible says I can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help. Oh, glory be to God. Huh? If you in a situation where you need grace to help, you need Jesus. Glory. Hmm? 
If you're in a situation where you need to be forgiven, you need Jesus. If you're in a situation where you feel like, oh, glory be to God, your life is spiraling out of control. Glory. You need Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because I want to let you know, when you get Jesus, oh, glory be to God. He ain't going to leave you comfortless. He going to send the promise. Hmm? Let me go to it. I'm getting ready. I'm getting worked up now. I'm going to go back to Acts. I always go back to Acts before I get out of here. But God has a promise, and it's a better promise. I'm going to go to back to Hebrews 8. Let me go back to it, and you can see I'm getting worked up right now. Hmm? But let's take a look here. I'm excited about this promise. Hmm? You ought to be too. Hmm? Because without Jesus, uh, where will we be? Look at this. I want to show you something. Hebrews chapter 8. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 8. Let's take a look. And we're going to go Hebrews chapter 8, and uh, let's take a look. We're going to go to 8 and 6. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 6. Hmm? And you can read the whole chapter in your study time, but I just got to fast forward. He says here, but now he had obtained a more excellent ministry. But now he had obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. There it is in the scripture. We have a better covenant. Hmm? We have a better covenant because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Look at this. He says here in Hebrews 8 and 6, uh, how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. There it is right there. I just want to show you in the scripture, we have a better promise. This is where we get the better promise from. No Jesus, no promise. Hmm? Because guess what? Couldn't nobody else, couldn't nobody else pay for the sin. Hmm? They wasn't worthy. Hmm? Even Isaiah, when he looked at the altar and they asked who would go for us, he knew he wasn't in no shape. I know, I'm messing up. Hmm? In Isaiah chapter 6, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord, and he was high, and he was lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Huh? I won't let you know. He know he wasn't ready. Hmm? And if we tell the truth, we ain't ready either without Jesus. Hmm? You ain't ready without the Holy Ghost. Hmm? I don't care how you, you can sing like a mockingbird, but if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, hmm, it's going to be some fine singing folks. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. If they don't repent and get themselves together, and we trying to, we not telling you that you're going uh, to that place that's unprofitable. But we trying to prevent and uh, encourage all of you that will heed to this better promise that you don't have to go to the place that God prepared for Satan and the fallen angels. Look at this. And he says here, but now he had obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also, he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. That is powerful. That speaks volumes. For if that the first covenant had been faultless, this is where I was alluding to earlier. Hmm? For if that first covenant 
had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for, for the second. Hmm? And he says, for finding fault with them, he said, behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said the Lord. He says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws. Here it is again. I will put my laws into their mind. Glory. The heart he was talking about wasn't the one that's pumping blood. Hmm? This is why when you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost takes over the whole man. All glory be to God. I know. I know. Glory be to God. Some people say their hands new and their feet new. All glory be to God. But I want to let you know it gives us a new mind. Paul said, I myself serve. Oh, glory be to God. God with my mind, the law of God with my mind. Hmm? But with the flesh, the law of sin. Hmm? We must walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You're going to fail every time if you yield to the, oh, glory be to God, the fallen man, the fallen nature. Glory. But if you embrace this new life, hmm? 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Become is a process. And it starts with this better promise, this better covenant. You need the Holy Ghost. Look at this. Let me, let me get out of here. And he says here in verse number uh, uh, nine, I'm going to nine. He says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continue not in my covenant. And I regarded them not, said the Lord. Verse number 10, Hebrews 8 and 10. He said, for this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them upon their hearts. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall, they shall not teach every man his neighbor hmm? and every man his brother saying, know the Lord. Hmm? For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Hmm? When you got the Holy Ghost, there's no denying truth. All glory be to God. There is no way any man can say, all glory be to God, hmm? that he have all glory be to God, that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Hmm? No man can say, hmm? you need the Holy Ghost. Hmm? Look at this. He says, know the Lord for all shall know me. Hmm? There's no way you can have the Holy Spirit and not know the Lord. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hmm? There's no way the Holy Spirit can make us a bow with you and you not know us there. This is why we don't teach 
when people get on the altar, when people seek the Lord, we don't tell people they got the Holy Ghost. You got to know this for yourself. Oh, I know. I know I'm messing up. I know I'm probably messing up bad today. But look here. If you telling somebody they got the Holy Ghost, they don't have it. Glory. I don't care what your title, what I'm not trying to be facetious or anything. I don't care what your position is, how long you've been saved. If you telling a person that they have the Holy Ghost and they don't know themselves, they don't have it. Look at this. No man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Look at this. And he says here, know the Lord for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful unto, I will, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sin and their iniquities will I remember no more. Once this blood is applied, those sins are removed. You, you, make, you, make, you may make some new ones, but the old ones are gone. This is why we tell people, we teach people according to the word of the Lord that if you sin after you and initially repented and got baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, if you sin, repentance is in order. You don't have to go back in the water you don't have to, unless you just want to for conscience sake, but you don't have to do all these gyrations. We got to have faith in God's word that we have a better promise. Glory. And I want to let you know, if you didn't messed up, you ain't got to do nothing but come and repent before God. And uh, yeah, some things you still got to repent to people for. Can't just run to God and you ain't, uh, if the person's still alive and you just did it, you need to go back and tell them you're sorry. If you can do that. But in some cases, with our old sins and our old life and our past life, we can't go back and find everybody we wrong. And this is why the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hmm? And we have to accept the work that was done on Calvary Cross on our behalf and know that our sins have been forgiven. Hmm? Look at this. He says, for I'll be merciful unto their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will, will I remember no more. In that he said, a new covenant. He had made the first, and now that which decay and wax old is ready to vanish away. Hmm? I want to let you know here. Uh, God has done a great thing for the believer. And all this was done so we could have access. Let me just jump to the cut through the chase. Hmm? All of these ordinance, handwriting ordinances, sacrifices, uh, uh, sacrificial system, these were all hindrances hmm? to a degree. Hmm? But now God has simplified it in such a way that now we can come boldly to the throne of grace. I want to go to another scripture and we're going to get out of here. You got access now. Hmm? There's no reason why you have to live in sin. You got access to God. Hmm? You know what? And we need to take advantage of the access that we have. Hmm? There's no way I'm going to have a key to my house and not stand outside and be in the cold. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. Hmm? You got a key to a heated apartment or a heated vehicle 
and it's 30 below zero outside and you're going to stand outside and be in the cold? <laughs> if I were you, I'd make a change. Hmm? I wouldn't stay with that man that's beating me. I'm going to make it plain to you. Hmm? Don't stay with that man that's beating on you. You need to get out of there. Praise God. Look at this. And so there's a better promise. But will you accept it? That's the key. Will you accept what Jesus is offering you? Hmm? There's a good, sweet exchange between you and God. You come to him, he'll take your sins and give you a new life. All glory be to God for your old life. All glory to God. Look at this. What a wonderful exchange. What shall it profit a man that he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? We got a better promise, y'all. Look at this. I got to get out of here. Got to let you go. But I'm going to go to Hebrews uh, uh, 10 and 15. Go with me. Hebrews 10 and 15. We're going to get out of here. All right. Hebrews 10 and 15. And then we're going to um, we're gonna skip around here because we got to get out of here. I think I'm almost out of time. Yeah, I'm out of time. Wow. Time goes fast. Look, he says here in Hebrews 10 and 15. Stay with me, please. He says, whereof the Holy Ghost also is witness to us. For after that, he had said before, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Verse number 18. Let's take a look. This is a critical scripture here. Note this scripture. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 18. He says, now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Let's take a look here. He says, now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Jesus didn't die on the cross so you can keep doing the same thing over and over again. Romans 6, he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So God did not die on that cross so you can continue uh, to keep making the same mistake. You need to understand what true repentance is. That means to turn away from, not turn back to. All right? And so you need to turn away from that old life. Hmm? You need to turn away from that old, you know, that old environment. Hmm? You get, you know, leave the old stuff alone and embrace the new. Hmm? And I know that's the biggest challenge we have is uncharted territory. But that's what faith is all about. I've never been down this road before. I'm going to trust God. Look at this. I got to let you go. Um, I want to go to Hebrews 10 and 26. And he says here, for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaining no more sacrifice for sins. Huh? But a certain fearful, but a certain fearful looking for the judgment and the fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Hmm? He that despised Moses' law died without mercy. 
under two or three witnesses of how much more sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who had trodden under the foot the Son of God and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing. Hmm? You got to be careful. Once you get this blood on you, you got to be careful because you can be, you can get yourself into deep trouble. And he says here, how can he count it? Uh, uh, the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified with an unholy, he was sanctified an unholy thing and had done despite unto the spirit of grace. All glory be to God. Hmm? Unto the spirit of grace. For we know him that he said, vengeance belonging unto me and our recompense said the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Verse number 31, Hebrews 10, 31. It is a fearful thing. I want to sum it up today, saints, people of God. I want to encourage you, but also this comes with a stiff, stern warning. Hmm? It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Oh, glory be to God. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. But we certainly don't want to molest grace. These are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Uh, I hope we said something that resonated with you. We went deep uh, into this today. Uh, we did not get into, uh, we're going to go a little bit farther uh, on, on, on next week. Uh, we got a little bit more on Friday we're going to cover with, with the touch and agree prayer. But we're going to talk about these four spiritual laws. We're going to get into it. Um, um, we're going to talk about the, the first one uh, of the four spiritual laws. All right? So one of the things that we're going to talk about is God loves you. All right? So the first, you know, spiritual law is God's love for humanity. And that's why I quoted St. John 3 and 16. God so loved the world. He loved humanity. Because hmm? the world lies in wickedness. But God so loved humanity that he gave his only begotten son. So we're going to talk about these four spiritual laws. And we're going to um, ask you to bring any questions, comments, or statements that you may have concerning uh, the law of the spirit of life that has uh, given us everything that we need that pertain to life and godliness. So don't live beneath your privilege. Look up and know that your redemption draw nigh. Don't be one of these Christians walking around with your head down because we got trials and tests. Bible tell us to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Hmm? And so you got to know that your redemption draw it nigh. Hmm? For all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And so don't count your suffering cheap. Count it as worth something. And that's why James said, count it all joy. Glory. Keep counting, my friend. Don't let, they may count you out, but I'm counting you in. Because God says, we win and the devil lose. 
And so these are the faithful words of Ellen Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We hope that you embrace the word of God and it may have helped you and encouraged you today. We love you with the love of the Lord. We're going to try to get out of here, um, but we definitely hope that you will come back and be with us. Uh, as I said, again, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name.